Hey, this is the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. Welcome to a few gig tales. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes? In this sub-series of the Gig Life Podcast, you'll hear some interesting tales, stories, anecdotes of life on the road, stage, studio, told by the musicians and the artists that were there. Sometimes the names will be changed or removed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Today's episode features four stories. First up, Victor Rounds tells us about a recording session with a jealous recording artist. Then Scott Burford recalls meeting Keith Urban's guitarist in a Picton pub. Phil Soprano meets the daughter of the king. And then Virginia Lilly risks her life to perform for the troops in the Middle East. Warning, this episode has some swearing, so listener discretion is advised. A few Gig Tales episode four. Here we go. So I'm in the studio and I'm recording an album back in, uh, I've forgotten what year it is. But it was, a, it was at Paradise Studios in, in, the, in this, up near Darlinghurst there. It was run and owned by Billy Fields. And we were recording an uh, album, it's called mm-hmm. And so anyway, Mark Punch was in the session, uh, Ricky Fatah. And um, I played bass on just on this one track. And we were just laying down some tracks, and Mark was going out with a beautiful Italian girl. I've forgotten her name, uh, Annetta or somebody. But she just decided to pop in one day because on Mark's invitation, Mark said, come in. One day we're just tracking vocals, you know. It would be great to come in and check it out and check out, see how it works and all this. So she just came in quietly and in the, in the other booth, and she could see everybody that comes and goes. And then she was singing that in the middle of the take, she just went, whoa, 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 stop, stop. Who's that chick? And Mark's going, oh, no, no, that's fine. That's uh, Rosetta, I think it was. Yeah, she's, no, no, it's fine. This is my partner. This is Rosetta. I don't care who she is, mate. Uh, no, get her out of here. And, and Mark's in the other booth going, you're kidding, aren't you? He said, no, I'm not kidding. Get her out of here. That's my partner. She's just come here, just sitting down in the couch. Get her out of here and just start swearing all these expletives and stuff like this. And Mark's just going, I don't believe you. She said, What do you not believe me? I just, this is a private session. You can't, you should have, you know, know, whatever with me and all Mm. this. Mark just put down the guitar and just walked out and said, Fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I had a brew with her too on that recording session. Right. And just out of that, just despite me, she didn't credit me on the album. No way. <laughs> but but everybody else. Everybody else is on there. Everyone else. Yeah. <sighs> I was playing at a pub in Picton a few years ago. And I just, you know, Maybe a month before, I think something like that. Anyway, I'd just taken possession of my new electric guitar, which is a Fender Eric Johnson Strat signature Strat series um, guitar. I'd actually waited years to buy this thing, and I finally went, "Yep, I'm going to do it." And I ordered it, 
and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it took about eight or nine months to arrive from memory. You know, I finally had it about a month later. I'm playing this pub in Picton, and this guy appeared in front of me. Going, mate, you're the worst guitarist I've ever heard. Mate, you are shit. Give me that guitar. I'll show you how to play. And I go, no, no, no. You know, first few times I was polite and just sort of nodded. And that was mid-song too. He was trying to yell at me from where he was standing in front of me on the, you know, on the dance floor area. And I was just trying to, you know, gently encourage him to leave me alone. Uh, my general principle is I don't let people play guitars. <laughs> my guitars, unless I know them. And even then, sometimes I won't let them play because I know them. Um, and I never get people up at gigs, or rarely. Once again, unless I know them and I've worked with them, um, or I know them really well, uh, you know, as friends, I'd probably go, yeah, okay, no, this is going to be good. Had a few disaster stories with that, uh, which we may discuss at another time as well. Anyway, this guy's standing there, and he's going, mate, you're shit. You're shit. You're the worst guitarist I've ever heard. Give me that guitar. I'll show you how to play. And I kept on saying no. Then he proceeded to inform me that he had, it had in fact been Keith Urban's guitarist and had played on many of his albums and toured across the States several times with Keith. And I was shaking my head uh, and saying, no, you're not touching it. I don't care who you are. Um, and by this stage, I was getting fed up with the guy, to be honest. And he kept going at me and, you know, you're shit, you're fucked, you're the worst guitarist I've ever heard. Give me that thing, I'll show you how to really play. Once again, he went back to the Keith Urban story. At which point in time, I noticed there was a puddle of urine around his feet on the dance floor. And it was spreading everywhere. A couple of women looked down and saw it and yelled, uh, yuck. Um, or something probably a lot stronger than that. Uh, and the next thing, this guy was hauled off by the security guards. So, yeah, he's the sort of person that, you know, I could have let him get to me with his comments about my playing, but he's really not the sort of person that's worth taking advice from. Okay, so one time we were in LA um, and I think we were there doing some recording, but we also had the band there and, and we were doing some gigs. It might have been, oh, okay, wow, far out. There was a thing called something Oz, some 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 tour, and we were, we were all playing in, the, in LA. There's a whole bunch of bands. I think Noiseworks were there. I think the Divinals were there. I think the Angels. And it was a, two weeks after the LA riots. So when mm. we pulled into LA and, and drove from the airport, um, I remember driving up La Brea and there's like armored vehicles and, and soldiers standing on the corner with machine guns and, and stuff and, you know, burnt out buildings and it was pretty full on. Um, real sad. It was a sad time to put on a, 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 a show, you know, but we were all there and we we're all there having a great time anyway. Anyway, so... Um, I, Kate and I had a connection with a friend of ours, Danny, who married Lisa Marie, Lisa Marie Presley, right? And one night we all went down to, uh, to this rock and roll gig. This was such a rock and roll night in the band room. There was a tight little stage. And I remember, um, 
what's his name? That little guitarist from the Divinals. Um, Mark McEntee. Mark McEntee. Yeah. McEntee. Mark so McEntee. Yeah. So it was Mark McEntee playing guitar. I think Brian Setzer was on stage as well. It was like this rock and roll super group just playing rock and roll. And it was like so cool. And it was packed. And then the, the room next door, there was this big, massive, long table. And we're all sitting like, I don't know, kind of like kings of rock. It was just fantastic. <laughs> it was just awesome. Anyway, sitting up at one end of the table is um, Lisa Marie Presley, right? with her entourage and then our band at the end of the table and we're, we're all having fun and Kate was sitting up the other end. And anyway, one of Lisa Marie's, um, Lisa Marie Presley's entourage came, came up to me and said, uh, Lisa would like to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd love to meet Lisa. No probs. Anyway. So I get up and I'm just sort of on my way. And the, the person from the entourage says, um, Oh, don't mention Elvis. All right, well, that's like waving a red flag <laughs> to a bull. Right? And I'm like, oh, okay, no problems. I'll what am I going to say? What, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> so uh, uh, I get up and there's a chair sitting there and she's there. And she she actually is quite, um, she, ha she has a, a charisma about her. And I don't know if it's just because she's like, got this massive chip on her shoulder for being, you know, um, harassed her whole life for being the king's daughter, you know, or what. But she just had this vibe about it. Anyway, um, I get introduced. Lisa, this is Phil. Like, oh, hey, Lisa, nice to meet you. Um, and I just stop for a moment. I go, there's something I've got to get off my chest, right? So I jump up on the table and go, Oh, Brad, that's it. I'm going to see my soul. I'm going to see my soul on fire. I start singing Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> anyway, the whole table, it's like one of those scenes in, um, in a movie. The, the whole table goes fucking completely dead quiet and they're all looking to see what Lisa's response is going to be, all right? I'd, and I'm I'm pissed and I'm dancing away on the table. And anyway, I stop and I sit back down and she says, someone get this man a drink. I like this guy sitting right down here. And we, and we had a great night <laughs> and, and joked and talked and, and just chatting with her about, I mean, she, she was telling me stories about when she was a kid, um, you know, people like Jerry Lee Lewis and little Richard and, you know, just they were like her uncles, you know, and 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 just being around that the whole time, um, it was mind blowing. Okay, so um, <laughs> the uh, there's a story of um, when I um, so now I've done oh, about five or six tours over to the Middle East now to perform for the troops. Um, but my very first one was uh, to Afghanistan and um, with these shows they had like a, a, you know, a combination of people on board. So it was like a, a country singer, a comedian, um, they had an army band and um, they had myself. And so 
yeah, we every base that we visited, uh, visited it, <laughs> every base, every army base that we visited. <laughs> Hello, COVID. Um, every place that every base that we went to to see, we got um, briefed on you know the the dangers and what we had to look out for, and um, just to be you know aware of our surroundings and what could happen. Anyway, um, the tour went really well, and it was the last gig of the tour, and um, we were performing in this big hangar, and um, the audience was packed. Um, we had Australian troops, English troops, American troops, um, Dutch troops and Italian troops. There was so many different um, nationalities there. And anyway, the show's going really well. And in these briefings that we <laughs> that we had at each base, the, the last one we were at, they were like, okay, we're on very high alert at this base here and there's um, two sirens that you need to keep an ear out. Four and uh, the first siren, they explained how it went and that meant one thing. And then there was another siren that um, you had to look out for and that meant another thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can say exactly what it was. So, yeah, so it was um, two sirens that we were, you know, told about that that's kind of crucial moment if you hear that. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, it's not going to happen. Like, no, we're all, we're all good. And anyways, yeah, yeah, we're doing the, the last show of the tour and the, the comedian's done his slot and crowd's gone crazy and the country girl's done done her little bit and that was all good and um oh there was an FHM model there as well as the as like the compare and stuff. <laughs> so you know, she was introducing and, and doing all that on stage and then the army band played something and then I got up to perform and I was halfway through my set and I started off on an Alanis Morissette song and I look out to the back of the audience and I slowly see the, the crowds dispersing and I'm thinking, oh, oh, where, where, are, they? where are they going in a hurry? <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe, maybe they have a meeting. Maybe they have, <laughs> you know, they've got to get somewhere quickly or something. I don't know. And, um, next minute more people start to scurry away and I'm thinking what's going on they don't like Alanis Morissette and um and then the band stopped and then you could hear the siren and it was just like oh shit um I can't remember if I can't remember if I had the microphone in my hand and put it back in the mic or stand or just dropped it on the floor. I really can't remember. I just kind of went, <gasps> just froze and started running on the side of the <laughs> off the side of the stage. And to my surprise, one of the special forces guys just came and picked me up in his arms <laughs> and carried me like running off stage. And my legs are going crazy like a like a cartoon, you know. <laughs> As he's running, I'm still running with my legs in the air. And then he throws me to the ground, and you know we all have to face a particular direction and. Um, on your stomach with your elbows in and and my adrenaline's pumped from from the gig and you know now it's just amplified with this attack on ground so um yeah and I'm like going oh my god oh my god oh my god and the country singer's like right up in my back going it's okay we're not gonna die and I'm like no no we're not gonna die but what the fuck's going on and, and then anyway we're all we're all there and we're, everyone's on the ground and um there was a bit of commotion and stuff and then it was like 10 minutes or so it felt like a lifetime that we were just lying on the ground 
And then after a certain period of time, um, we got shuffled off into uh, like a bunker area and um, then we got the all clear. It was all good. Um, you know, it was it was safe now. And uh, if I wanted to go back on stage, I was, you know, I'm more than <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> and so they asked me, you know, would you, how do you feel about going back on and finishing your set? And I just said, absolutely, you know, the, yeah, awesome. the stuff these guys go through every day, absolutely. So, yeah, so I went back out and um, I sang Highway to Hell and uh, Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Which uh, blew the house house down. I don't want to say I shouldn't say those words, but um, yeah, it, it went down a treat, and they just loved it, and we were like, Woo! like yeah, just going crazy. So oh, that was just yeah, like it's not gonna happen, no way, yeah. you know. And then yeah, boom. <laughs> oh, I hope you dug those four stories. More coming your way soon. If you have a gig tale and you want to share. Get in touch with me via the socials, links in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, review, and if you want, you can also donate or leave a tip. All right, catch you soon, guys. See ya.